0: Hello everyone, I'm Celia, I'm the Queen Bee of LinkedIn, I'm a a marketing mentor and LinkedIn specialist and I love, I love helping professionals um, really use LinkedIn for their business and uh, hopefully today's session you're going to find useful and thank you Theo for the invitation.
1: My pleasure, so as most of you probably know I'm a digital marketing consultant so I build websites and then build a marketing campaign to attract customers to go to your site. So once you've got the site live, it's about how you're gonna engage with people, how you're really gonna bring them and make them repeat customers. Um, I'm just going to quickly show you a very short presentation on LinkedIn that I wrote myself. I've also added in the chat uh, a link to an article that I've I've created on LinkedIn. And then we'll go into Celia's uh, section after that. Celia, if you're able to just let the other people in if they're coming into the waiting room, if that's okay? Certainly. Thank you. So yeah, really it's just, um, my bit was about seven steps to grow your network on LinkedIn, uh, looking at how you can build up a, a larger network and how you can engage with more people. Um, I've broken it down into updating your basic info, i.e. making sure you about and everything is uh, accurate. Creating an engaging about section, which describes what you do, your skills and experiences. Um, thinking about keywords. So again, I always reference Neil Patel. You can use that as a keyword planner to use words associated with your business throughout your LinkedIn profile and throughout your marketing. Um, Adding existing contacts to your network. So if you've got like an email list, I'll show you how to add those in and expand your um, your network. Uh, And then you've got using advanced search to take it one step further so you can actually headhunt people. I use it to find kind of specialists in the area and I'll show you how to do that. Uh, Number six is creating posts and articles to grow your reach. So you might have seen recently, I've been putting a post up every week about the events that I'm doing, uh, posts about bits of content, just to try and kind of raise the profile. And finally, LinkedIn nearby. is something to, to use when you're at live events. Obviously at the moment, not so important, but it's something really to think about when we all get go back into the uh, expos, conferences, even like those kind of like local meetups. So yeah, updating your basic info. This is really just the core, your core, your your about, your photo, your cover, uh, education, location, etc. The most important thing is that it should match your website. So if you have, for me anyway, the image and the wording that you use should relate to your website. So if people go from LinkedIn to your site, they see that it's cohesive and they can really trust it is the same brand. You can see here this is how you'd fill it out. So if you go to edit about info. You literally have step-by-step just to fill these bits out. The um, current position is obviously important, making sure you have your company, your uh, strap line up to date, and then just go one by one and just making sure it's relevant for your customers. Number two is creating a professional introduction to attract. So I'm actually working on this at the moment. This is something I'm going to ask Celia to uh, have a glance at. Um, But for me, it's about highlighting your strengths, your skills, and giving people a reason to get in contact with you. So you can see you've got basic overview of uh, who I am. Then it looks at uh, what I can offer people, what the value is, like why you would work with me. Then I'm shelling them about the bite-sized marketing guides and a way to engage for free. So this is like building a story and giving them something, something valuable they can use and reason to come back to you. Then it's about using the keywords on the, on the topics. So someone knows what you do, how to reach you, they then they know your specialisms, and they can see that uh, you're quite broad or quite niche, and what you can really offer them. And then finally, just a little close about the experience in the university. Um, you can use templates, or we can speak to Celia, maybe she can guide you on that as well. And then looking at keywords, again, uh, I think Power Hour 7 and 11 really drill down on keywords. But this is a snapshot looking at uh, like website design and finding alternative keywords you can import on your site. Not only your website, but on your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook, throughout your profile, you should try and use words that relate to to your niche. And this is the the best way to find the ones that work for you. Fourth is adding existing contacts to grow your network. So when I joined LinkedIn, I signed up with my Hotmail account, but all of my contacts, all of my, my network was actually on Gmail. So this gives you an easy way, so you just go to Network, Add to Network, and then you can select the email providers, or even upload, see this one on the right? You can upload a CSV. So if you've got um, a nice data set of people you've worked with, maybe you're building up a contact list, you can try and add them all just in one single click. And then once you've built up your network, you've got your profile ready, and you're really starting to move with it, there's Advanced Search, so this is what I'm using to kind of kind of headhunt specialists in the area. So you can go, go to advanced search, click on people, and then you get a breakdown of all of the locations, companies, experience. You can target them by keywords on their profile, as I mentioned, or kind of niche areas that uh, to suit you. So you don't have to get a generalist. You can find someone who's really relevant, really targeted for you. And then sixth is, again, about creating posts and articles, something I personally haven't been that great at the past. I'm now trying to do like a weekly post. Um, But it's really about, for me, the four key elements, creating a statement or idea that is actually worth sharing. So not, I'm, I'm Theo, I do websites, but giving something back, giving some kind of value to start with. If you have a link to external content, that's important. Uh, using hashtags, because LinkedIn actually uses hashtags quite heavily to to find and tag people. I will I be asking Celia about how how important hashtags actually are on LinkedIn, if they're as as relevant as they are on Instagram or Twitter. And then an image or video that gives a visual cue. As most of you know, people don't have time to read a lot of text, so finding a nice sharp image, maybe using Canva to design something bespoke, and just have that at the bottom there. And as we mentioned, obviously we're not going to the expos and the conferences, but uh, like Carleen's um, Ealing Expo, when that goes back into the into the real world next year, we'll be really looking to turning on, going to my network, clicking on the Blue Plus, clicking on Find Nearby, and then you'll see a whole list of the people that are within about 30, 40 metres. And that's a way for you to just connect, maybe catch up later. And um, the only thing People say, oh, how often should I spend on LinkedIn? How much time should I devote to it? So I've looked at the kind of a bonus idea, which is really dedicate time every month to build your network. So if you if you're, say you've got 100 contacts and you're looking to like, look for some partners or some customers, I'd take the time to write a personal message to each of them to show that you have a reason to connect with them. So like after the YBC event, I, we'd send um, a message out with the person's name, where you met them, what location, and give a reason showing like, I, why you're interested in their business, not just what you do. So ask about something they offer or something they've asked you, and then potentially look at um, setting up a call or a coffee. And again, as I always said uh, in the last couple of sessions, take an interest in them. Um, obviously, you've got here reference to know them, genuine interest, and then think if it is appropriate to take it offline. At the moment, it might not be. At the moment, You might just want to do a Zoom, but maybe end of the summer, you might look for a coffee or a distance walk or something like that. And this kind of ties everything together and kind of actually builds those leads on LinkedIn, turns a lead into a relationship. And then again, uh, just to close for this one, next Power Hour, Friday the 17th of July at midday, is how to source and hire an associate to support your business. And Nita will be co-hosting that. Um, I'll also add the link in for the full article, so you can go back to this in more detail. Cool, Celia, was there any questions in the chat before you start?
0: Denise asked um an important um, it wasn't a question. I mean the main thing was how do I actually use LinkedIn? how can LinkedIn help me promote my business? Mm -hmm. And uh, I am going to address it uh, now and I think everything you've said, Theo, effectively covers that. Mm -hmm. But I'll I'll address the question a bit more directly in a minute, uh, Denise, if that's okay.
1: Perfect, thank you. And I just got one here from Sadia about the recording. So I'll send out the recording to subscribers. Um, I'm also just gonna share the article link quickly. Um, so this is the kind of full article that I wrote that, um, some of you may have received already. Um, so you'll find that in the chat. So Seely, if you'd like to share your screen and then just kick off.
0: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Theo. And just quickly to, um, say yes to Steve who made the point that a good icebreaker is to pick up on something that someone said, because this might be a pain point. So this is how you develop, um, Yes, this is how you develop conversations uh, in the in the newsfeed. But what I'd like to do, uh, Theo has very kindly volunteered, or he was volunteered, uh, to go through his profile and everything he just said. We can see the practical application of of this um, of this thinking. Mm. So that's exactly what I'm going to do now. Can you all see my screen? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes perfect. excellent. thank you uh, so when we look, so just to go back to Denise's point how can LinkedIn help promote my business we have two strategies on LinkedIn the passive strategy and the active strategy the passive strategy effectively is the profile the profile is effectively like a landing page is there to promote us promote our business give visitors a call to action. And it's passive in the sense that once we create it, it's there, it's like a website. It's there, it says the right things, it has the right visuals but we have to drive traffic to the website, we have to generate traffic for our LinkedIn um, profile as well. So a passive strategy, the profile, and all the other activities are the active strategy. So that's us connecting with people, as Theo said, um, taking, um, you know, encouraging to have conversations beyond, beyond LinkedIn. So that gives you a little bit the overarching framework. So the profile is the foundation and what I'll do here, I will show you a little bit uh, behind the scenes. I will talk out loud in terms of my thinking and the questions I ask myself and my clients when we're working through a profile. So the first thing we see is the profile photo. So this is a professional photo, I like it. It's very important to have a good photo. The banner over here, um, again, what uh, Theo has done, and I think that's important is, uh, as he mentioned earlier with the branding, it looks like it's part of your digital asset. It looks as if it's part of your website. So you could have a logo there, or the colors could be the same. And again, the. Structure line, calls to action and all the different areas so this is a very nice banner that is uh, reflecting quite nicely Theo's website if you've seen it. Now the next thing I look at is the digital marketing, the, the headline where it says digital marketing for growing your business. Now, when when I work on profiles, this is the bit that requires a lot of thinking. Uh, We have a few characters here to play with. It's around 180, maybe a little bit more on um, mobile. Uh, So it's not a lot of space, but enough for us to explain our business in a nice way. Now, digital marketing, I had a conversation with Thea. Most of us have a big general banner that our services can be tucked under. So I'm a marketer. There's a digital market there. We have photographers, a travel consultant, um, a careers coach. So that's the top level. But underneath, I would always recommend that you go in and look a little bit more of the detail. So the question I was asking Theo was, what is your superpower? You may recall Theo a few days ago. You know, out of digital marketing which is a very, very broad area. What is your particular niche effectively? And though there are a number of um, um, titles here, like websites, social media, SEO, and all of that, actually what Theo said was websites and SEO is my absolute strong superpower. Yet I don't see this here. So I think it's a missed opportunity to uh, unpack the services a bit more. And another conversation I had uh, with him was that he said to me, I love training uh, small businesses on digital marketing. And I could hear the excitement and the passion in his voice when he said that. Um, and so that is not there either. Because again, digital marketing could be do it for you services, do it with you, it could be training, it could be I have an agency with 10 people somewhere who can help you. There are so many variations. So I would encourage you, start with a general uh, title so that people quickly understand which sector you're in. But then I would encourage you to really think deeply who is your client, whom are you helping, what is the key benefit and the key areas. Also to think about that um, the headline is a very keyword rich area. Now, Theo previously talks about keywords on our profile, but I will now show you the areas that not all parts of our profile are equal as in in LinkedIn's eyes when it comes to keywords. And there are three areas that matter a great deal. The first one is the headline. The second one is the about section. And the third one is the digital marketing, the job title under experience. We are now seeing that the skills, which are a bit further down, uh, skills and uh, endorsements, the actual names of the skills are now being picked up by LinkedIn as keywords. So there's two things. Practically, I would like people to get to see you quickly and understand what you are, what you do, what is the key benefit. But also we need to be aware and also play the LinkedIn game when it comes to keywords. So, for example, I will give you my... my own um, as, as an example. So I have here, you know, I've unpacked it. I, I talk about exactly what it is, um, you know, the, the benefits. So you can expand. And another little tip, as you can see here, I don't use emojis because I think you need to be very careful with emojis. They're fun. And if your brand is fun, use them. Otherwise, they can cheapen the proposition. But I do use symbols, icons to ease the eye because LinkedIn at the moment is playing text. So, if we go back to Theo's now, so that uh, would be the one big takeaway point, um, Theo, and anyone who's on the call today or watching it on video, to really work on your headline and properly unpack it. Now, the other area I look at is the contact information. Now, the funny thing about this one is that sometimes we we put obstacles. Um, in the way of people wanting to contact us, and we don't even realize it. And the one that's here is this one. The email is a hotmail account. Now, maybe, Theo, that this is your primary email, but I suspect you probably have. Am I right in thinking you have a company uh, email, Theo?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I set up 10 years ago, so I do need to update that.
0: Exactly. So definitely, yeah. Exactly. I, I did the same thing. We created the LinkedIn profile some time ago using our personal contact details. But the problem is that LinkedIn remembers. So I will show you practically how to change this. Let me get rid of the floating, hide floating controls. Okay. So on my, um, I can show you the, the back end of it. At the top navigation bar, me, and it says settings and privacy. You click on that, it opens a brand new page, and then we go under account, and over here, as you can see, I have lots of emails connected. Over here, if you unpack that, then you will be able to change what is the primary email, and the primary email will be the one that is actually visible on your contact details. Uh, so that's a little something because we are all networking online at the moment we are all putting our linkedin um url in the chat box to encourage people to connect so let's make sure that all our details are right there now in terms of the about section i i, I take how you you've gone about uh, creating this Theo, i have I have a slightly different approach. Uh, I start, first of all, um, I always recommend first voice, because if you think about it, unless, unless your target audience, um, high level corporates, and they expect third voice, if you're talking to micro-businesses, solopreneurs or small businesses, it's always better to have first voice, simply because it's more immediate. It's um, slightly more warm. Um, it just creates a little bit that connection a little bit faster. So that's the one tip. Reflect on what is the voice that you would like <clears throat> to, and, and please consider use first voice. Um, The the other bit here is I would like always to encourage you to start from what problems are you solving for your clients. So rather than start immediately from who I am, add, uh, so in your case, Theo, I would recommend adding a paragraph. All of this is fine. I would add a paragraph at the top. And that paragraph could say something like, um, you know, digital marketing can be, uh, um, you know, can really help you promote your business online. Uh, But on the other hand, it is complicated. There's a lot to learn. And that's what I do. I help business owners. I train them on what is the right digital channel to use in their business and actually come up with an action plan and implement that for them. If that's you know, precisely the uh, the service that you offer. The, the reason why we want to do that, it isn't the profile, the, the biggest mistake um, I see people make on their profile is thinking that it's all about them. It's not really. It's all about the clients you're serving. It's all about the businesses you are helping. So start the conversation from that. So they read it, Because people scan, by the way, and I'm I'm sure, Theo, you probably have touched upon this. The way we read online is not like we read a book. It's quite frustrating when you have spent a lot of time creating beautiful words. But the reality is that people scan, and they scan very quickly in a Z-like format. So they look at the top. If the top doesn't speak to them, if the top paragraph doesn't actually hook them so that they think, okay, yes, that's, that's me, that's me, that's relevant, I, I get that, let me read a little bit more. Then you can say, this is where I come in and these are the services that I offer. Build credibility, all of these, I like the fact that you have added all of your skills here, Theo, because, again, these are keywords. The bit that I would also encourage you to have is a a call to action, a straightforward call to action at the end. So this isn't there at the moment. The, the, The reason is we assume people will connect with us on LinkedIn or that, you know, the most natural thing to do is after they've seen a profile, they're going to get in touch somehow. But not really. We have to invite them. So we have to be clear. What is our objective on LinkedIn? So it could be. I'm on LinkedIn to build my business network, and if you are, if if you are local in your marketing, you can say, if you are based in West London, in Southwest London, um, I'd love, I'd love to connect with you. Uh, so please feel free, and you can email me, and this is the telephone number, or this is the website. Or if you have a specific um, call to action, like your top of funnel call to action, which could be, and Theo does have that actually, he says book a free consultation. So this call to action can be repeated. So it could be something like, if you have any um, uh, digital marketing questions, I offer a a free complimentary consultation. Uh, Define it. It's 30 minutes, it's an hour, whatever. the the length of time uh, and encourage people to take that action. Now another little tip to consider here, remember I showed you the contact details over here. Now Theo and I are connected, we are first degree connections. So I can actually see all of his contact details. However, that is not the case when you are not first degree connections with someone. I can only see very limited contact details, which is another reason why I always encourage people to have contact details in the about section, because that's public. That's like a web page. So make it easy. Write your email, your website, uh, your mobile phone. I will probably say no because data, as you know, online eventually gets scraped so people can pick it up. If you have an, a landline, yes, maybe not a mobile necessarily, but give people options. This is my website, this is my email. And you're making it nice and easy for people to get in touch. That's, that's the whole objective of the exercise. So what, what do you think about that, Theo?
1: That was really useful, even just to go back and see that I was using the old email and about drawing people into the about. So I'm going to go back now and I'm going to update the about, include like the value that I offer at the beginning, like the benefits. And then halfway down, maybe add in the consultation, free 60 minute consultation, looking at marketing, website, etc. That was really helpful. Thank you.
0: It's a pleasure. Uh, So the next area is to actually fill in the entire profile. And I'm going to uh, stop here, which is under experience, our current role. Um, What happens here, there will be a little bit of overlap between the about section and your current role because you're talking about similar things. The way to look at this is under experience, you can have more information. This is where you can have a little bit more possibly like a mini case study, you can include a testimonial, Uh, you can uh, expand a little bit on the services, so it just gives you the opportunity to expand on everything that you discussed in the about section. And I also like that you have added a number of uh, attachments here, Theo, that's very useful. On that note, I will give you a a new um, feature that LinkedIn has released, which um, some of you may already have. And it's this one. It's this section here. So there is a new section called Featured, and it looks quite nice. And as you know, LinkedIn uses plain text. We don't have many opportunities to enhance it visually other than the profile and the banner. But this new section that was released April, May, in the UK at least, uh, gives us the opportunity to do just that. The way you access it, you go, uh, so this is my profile, you can see obviously the edit side, you go to add profile section, it says featured, you unpack that, and you have the option to uh, feature, to highlight effectively, a post that you did that might have been very popular, very nice conversation going on, articles that you may have published on LinkedIn, like the article that Theo uh, shared in the chat box a few moments ago, any external links. Uh, so that could be a YouTube video, for example, or media. And media is a PDF presentation, it's a Word document, it's an infographic. Now, the interesting thing here from a marketing perspective, and, and Denise, again, thinking of your question, you know, how do we use LinkedIn to market, uh, promote our business? Think, use this strategically. So though you can feature a very nice article that got a lot of views, it wouldn't be at the top of my list. So, for example, Theo, you could have a little visual with a book, a free consultation. So, all of a sudden, I can, I can see it visually as well. It uh, backs up the uh, top banner. And then, as you can see here, you can actually expand a little bit. And then you can add more. You can add more from this section here. Um, so my, my suggestion is to add at least a couple. Don't go overboard. You can add quite a few. But there is no point because LinkedIn will only display the first two. And for the other ones, people will have to click on the little arrow. And same principle with websites. Uh, as we say, you know, what is the depth of the website, how many clicks to arrive to the, to the page. Similarly on LinkedIn, less clicks. The better. So uh, choose your top two if you're doing a free consultation, um, if you are offering, um, if you have a video that explains your services. So think calls to action to support your business. And uh, that is actually a very interesting one. And I think, um, Theo, you can go and very quickly, because you already have stuff, you can quickly um, go there and feature them. Now, the next section, it will be the, I like that is complete. You know, you have all the voluntary experience here. That gives more depth and richness to a profile. Now, on skills, as you can see, LinkedIn picks three, we can add 50 altogether, 50 skills. Oh, so that's quite a lot. It doesn't mean you have to use them all. But what LinkedIn does, it pins at the top three skills according to their understanding. Normally they go per uh, number of endorsements. However, it's worth exploring whether these, so these three pinned skills are going to be the most visible on the profile and more likely for people to endorse you on those. So, have a little think are they the current skills that support your current objectives? So, if we click on here, we can see all of the skills here. And just to give you the back end, the way you would do it on my profile, um, you can always go here in the, you can add new skills and you can go here and you can decide to unpin something from the top skills and move them, you move them around like this, if you like, and you can also delete them if they're not relevant. And on that that note, actually, one of the things is to consider what skills are here. So, for example, you know, PPC, I, and I don't know whether you do a lot of pay per click, um, Theo. It's quite a specialist skill. It's normally agencies that do uh, pay per click, uh, isn't it? So how how strong would you say are you on PPC?
1: I can do Google, LinkedIn, and Facebook ads, but I don't specialize. But I do do it for small businesses. All right. So right. I've done maybe twenty, thirty campaigns, I guess. But that is, right. I, the only thing I've recently added in WordPress something again, because I don't actively use my LinkedIn. So the WordPress, I really want to feature and I get people to actually mark that skill. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's on the call that's actually had a WordPress site from me, if you can, uh, plus that, I'd really appreciate it as well.
0: <laughs> yes, I can do it right now. You can say highly skilled relationship, uh, heard, worked indirectly together, heard about few skills from others because that's accurate and submit. So there thank you me. are, you got your first one live.
1: Appreciate <laughs> it, thank you.
0: It's a pleasure, Uh, but it's worth connecting. And I I only ask because I know this is quite a specialty. So for example, I can do Google AdWords myself and I have done campaigns, but I don't offer it as a service. So I think sometimes it's that differentiation. Where is our knowledge? Because our knowledge actually is, is quite broad in digital marketing and what we actually offer to just be quite strict about that. Um, And the final bit is about the recommendations and you've updated them, there's a bit of a gap here. So I will always say aim for five, aim for five and then another five and another five. And the main thing is to keep asking for recommendations. So, for example, those of you who have been following uh, Theo's uh, support program for the lockdown, every Friday, uh, networking, lunch, then you can do a recommendation for him uh, to say specifically, we recommend specifically uh, for the things that we know that the other person can deliver really well. So, I'm not suggesting you recommend someone from X if you have zero experience but do recommend for this for for example particular exercise Uh, so that's one of the areas that sometimes we forget to do in our own marketing we forget to keep asking people for recommendations so the ideal scenario here it would be every couple of months or so to have a new recommendation Uh, but it doesn't matter if that's not the case you can start today so that, these are the main points I wanted to cover. Do we have any questions?
1: Actually, I have one quick one about company pages. So only a couple of weeks ago, I set up a company page just to give, uh, give it like a logo on my profile. Is that important? Do you think that's necessary?
0: Yes, I do like setting up company pages. They, we don't lead our presence. By the way, uh, am I sharing my screen because I've lost the bar?
1: You are, yeah. So it says login and security at the moment. So that'd be where you updated your email yes. address. Yes.
0: Where is the bar? Um, I, that I, would... <laughs> I removed it because it was on the way and now I've lost to the, it.
1: The top of the screen, there'll be the green banner and you'll see view options.
0: And then No, there... I've hidden it. I've hidden it quite well. I've hidden it out of the way and I can not find it now. Okay, let me see. Oh yeah, there it is. Because I think I'm going to stop sharing now. Uh, it's a good question about the company I I would say this yes create it it's a far more simple uh, exercise there's less to do on the company page but what it does it gives you you can enter the logo and that under experience it picks it up so your profile immediately looks a lot more professional Hmm. But as far as promoting your business and marketing your business on LinkedIn, I would not lead with the company page. It's hard work. Company pages are really there for bigger companies, like much bigger companies.
1: So notice you can post events on this. I think maybe have it as something in the background, just again for the logo, maybe post the occasional event, I guess.
0: Yes, you can, but you can post events from the personal profile, which I think is better. Hmm. The reality is that uh, recently LinkedIn has been upgrading company pages. They were nearly dead for quite some time. Uh, so they started adding features like that. So, for example, as you said, Theo, you know, posting events. Uh, but actually, again, people connect with people. So add an event under your personal profile, which you can do on your, shall I show you how to do it?
1: That'd be amazing. I think a few other people are arranging events as well. I think Cassandra, maybe Steve.
0: Of course. So, and um Stadius, that'd
1: be very helpful.
0: So let me get rid of this uh, here. Okay, so if we go to my profile, when you uh, log on to LinkedIn, you land on your homepage. So this is the homepage. In the middle, we have the newsfeed. And on the left-hand side, at the bottom, you can see you have events over here. So uh, home, left-hand side, events, and then you click and you can start the process. Uh, the only little tip I will give you at the moment, uh, LinkedIn doesn't allow you to, um, uh, to, to save an event in, in draft mode. Uh, so you, if you start creating it and then you think, oh, I need to think about this, let me go back, you are going to lose your work, uh, so which is annoying because it's happened to me. Uh, so um, best to prepare everything in advance and then just hit it in one go.
1: Perfect, thank you. And a question from Zoe. Um, she's asked about the skills, <laughs> like taking a skill quiz. And... Um,
2: Oh, okay. but for me,
1: the skill quizzes are only relevant if you're maybe a technical person and you're looking to get that accreditation. You're looking for a new job. Um, Celia, do you yeah. agree or do you think uh, skill quizzes would be more useful?
0: Yes, so just to give a bigger picture here, LinkedIn and Microsoft actually have been moving, uh, the recruitment side, the employee recruitment side on LinkedIn is big. This is where they get most of their business actually. So recently, and especially uh, with COVID, uh, they have been trying to create a lot of, um, to emphasize that area in, in their business. So they're quite hot actually on people learning on LinkedIn and taking the test it is more relevant as Theo said for uh, for employees Uh, so unless you're hunting down a job or it's a contract um, then I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with that
1: makes sense also I got some value from LinkedIn learning I've got a free month Um, do you would you um, recommend LinkedIn learning
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. LinkedIn Learning has a few free um, uh, recordings on, you know, very short. They don't go into any depth. But if you're looking for a very quick overview of something, then by all means, do go to LinkedIn Learning. Uh, they bought a platform that some of you may remember. It was called Lynda, Linda with a Y, Linda.com, it was a learning platform and LinkedIn bought it a few years ago. Now, if you have the paid subscription, then you have access to LinkedIn Learning, but again, what uh, Microsoft has done, some of these courses that were paid, uh, they released them for free, uh, specifically to support uh, people who have lost their jobs recently. So they are for particular jobs uh, like, um, you know, customer service, data analyst, this project manager. So you can do a course of a a good few hours on LinkedIn, actually, and that's free. I can circulate details if you like. That'd be great.
1: Thank you. And Linda said uh, she's changed her career. Top three skills are currently not endorsed by anyone, especially as most of my clients don't use LinkedIn. Will this hinder me? So let myself, my WordPress, I'm not being um, ranked for. Um, What advice would you give Linda in order to get endorsed for for her new skills?
0: I think you need to push it, actually, Linda and Theo. Uh, What what you can do is uh, you you can say, you know, I've revamped my profile. Uh, Can you please endorse me? Now, if your clients are not on LinkedIn, then they're not on LinkedIn. There's nothing you can do. But Theo, yours are. Most of them, anyway. Uh, So you can say, um, I I had a a very high-profile LinkedIn trainer from the U.S., and she wrote this. She said, well, this is embarrassing. I I forgot to add LinkedIn in my skills. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) She completely, I mean, she's written books about LinkedIn. She was hysterical. And she said, guys, can you please endorse me? So she actually posted on that. You could do something like that, Theo? And why don't you try the same thing, Linda?
1: That's a really good idea. I think I'm going to do that this afternoon, just send it out and see who responds. And Hillary said, um, I've noticed that new positions can be shown as an additional appointment. How do you do this? Um, new? I, I think she means walk experience. Walk me
0: through that.
1: Sorry. I've noticed that new positions can be shown as an additional appointment. How do you do this? I think she means adding experience. So adding a, a new experience to your your list. On your profile okay,
0: let's jump on the because I'm quite visual and I want to understand uh, what that means.
1: Hilary, if you want to unmute, maybe clarify mm-hmm. if I've missed something.
2: Yeah, I yeah, this week I noticed somebody had they've got I'm not going to call it a side hustle, but they've got a new appointment working for a, um, a charity and it came up saying so and so has got an, a, an oh. additional position. I'm Um, with you so
0: when uh, we are on a profile and under experience uh, if we click on the edit button you can see here uh, there is a share with network option now by default this is on so that means if you go into LinkedIn and start playing around with your work experience, it may actually announce to your network that, hey, Hillary started this and that may be your role for years and years. So I normally recommend uh, turning this off. So this is what has happened. Uh, it was on and then it was shared with the network and you got the notification. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was more the fact that it said it was an, an additional one. Does it just pick up that you've already got a... yes
0: yes okay. so for example as right. you can see here so f- for me under this one you know any new initiative if you add you can add it you can try adding it but if it's connected with the same company it will list it underneath and
2: right. you can okay. see this
0: line mm-hmm. that's, that's why thank you pleasure
1: perfect and there's something um, from Sat he said uh, by sharing email addresses on LinkedIn does it invite emails from people you know nothing about and or people adding the email to marketing emails without your consent? So when you, if you choose to upload your contact list, so if you've got um, an address book in Hotmail or Gmail, it can literally add everyone or you can just select and you can pick and choose which ones. So if you've got a very big email list, I'd suggest going back and actually removing the ones you don't want on there. Um, and the article I've, I've got will show you how to do that as well.
0: Was there a question in terms of people adding your, your first degree connections, adding your email to their newsletters? Did I, did I understand this correctly?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. Seth, if you want to unmute and maybe um, explain that.
0: Hi uh, Celia, I wasn't thinking that but I think that's a good one.
1: Uh, people, if they can see your first degree contacts, could actually then start reaching out to them without your consent or knowledge.
0: Yes, indeed, and that was happening quite a lot, actually. So whenever you had random newsletters landing in your inbox, thinking, who on earth is that? The people used to do that, but now with GDPR, they're doing less of it. <laughs>
1: um, and I think there's one more question. Uh, if anyone wants to unmute, maybe ask a question to Celia yourself, please go ahead.
0: Um Thank you, Joe. Joe needs to go. Thank you for being here and second it's... Sadia is asking about the difference in characters between laptop or desktop and mobile yes there is a difference and it, it, it does actually go back and forth uh, so the headline specifically for a long time you only had 130 characters on desktop and you had 180 on mobile but now they're slowly expanding it on desktop as well you will find a little gl- just like that there there are some variations so if something is not working on desktop try jumping on your phone that's a good point Sadia thank you
1: and something else a lot of people I work with they've got a small LinkedIn profile maybe they started it and have 20 30 40 connections what would you say is the best way to grow your network kind of organically
0: Well, it's uh, initially you need to go and um, connect with the easy easy connection. So former colleagues, current colleagues, networking colleagues, um, uh, some you know previous friends and I think you need to get really to a hundred quite quickly and from a hundred another milestone would be five hundred uh, so when when you're active when you're out networking with people always follow up with them afterwards and connect if, if they're relevant for you you don't have to connect with everyone but the ones who are relevant and the other option of course is for you to actively reach out to second degree ne- connections so people you don't actually know but that's a different uh, conversation
1: if there's like a if you can collaborate or if there's something that you could like benefit each other i guess
0: there's but got I, again, to be some commonality there otherwise there's no credibility yeah
1: perfect i was thinking why don't people put their linkedin link in the chat and then if you do want to connect with each other you could do that today so i can send out a list of all the linkedins afterwards if you'd like
0: that's a great idea. And please feel free to connect with me as well, guys.
1: And a couple of asked about the recording uh, that will come out in about two weeks. It will go out to subscribers and I can I'll also put it on my website as well. Um, Celia, uh, what's the maximum number of connections you can make each day? Uh, that's from Carleen.
0: Okay, that's a very good question. That depends on how big is your network. So there isn't a fixed number. So for example, if you have a hundred connections, you can only connect probably with uh, five or ten of them, uh, new new people. Uh, But if you have 5,000 connections, you can go 75, probably, maybe 100. Connections a day. You have to be quite careful because uh, LinkedIn may perceive this as a spammy behavior and may they may ban your profile So it's it's like a ratio. We don't know what the ratio is by the way They never say but reverse engineering the process it it does depend on your number of connections right now How, How many have you got? Maybe I think I I've got about twelve hundred.
1: I believe. I think 12, 1,200.
0: Okay, so yes, twenty-five to fifty a day. It's it's a good number below fifty.
1: So like maybe five percent of your overall, I guess.
0: Yeah, if that, yes. And is
1: it like Twitter? Um, for me, I, I found that with Twitter, if you add in a consecutive, say an hour, add loads of people, it blocks you. Whereas if you do a little, it bit... Really
0: it really does yeah. get on my nerves. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you do like, I don't know, a little bit in the morning, a little bit at lunch, a little bit in the evening and space out, that will help you not to get barred and blocked as well. Maybe do it when you're having a coffee. Use it as your networking time when you're having a break.
0: That's, that's a good point. Uh, the, the main thing is a lot of people use some automation tools that send automatically invitations to Connect. And if, if um, uh, connection invitations happen too quickly altogether, as i feel, it, it, they, LinkedIn thinks, mm, you're using an automation tool, I'm going to kill you now. And they can block your account. And they're a lot more serious than Twitter, by the way. With Twitter, it's only a matter of a few hours and you're back on their good books. Uh, But with LinkedIn, they can block you for days.
1: Cool. And one final thing. So I've got this little kind of secret I've been holding on to, I think for about eight, nine years now, using uh, Recruitum, Recruitum.net. I just wondered if you've used that, if it's something you'd advise.
0: I haven't used it, no. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Uh. Yeah, let me just get it set up and I'll show you.
0: Because the secret is out now, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I've said it, so I might as well just explain <laughs> what it is. Um, but yes, I don't publicly advertise it, but this is something I, when I, I used to do CXO headhunting. So looking for CFOs, CIOs for um, large events and awards. And basically uh, it's called recruiting.net. And then the actual thing is Recruiter. I think they've changed their domain recently but you can actually uh, headhunt or find someone with a particular skill. So I would look for, for example, WordPress developer. Inside the UK, uh, I might start with London as an example. I would exclude um, maybe an agency term or a particular company, for example. You can look at those who've got a relevant degree level that you need, or maybe even if, if you're looking for, say, all of the um, CXOs inside Visa, you can type in a particular company, and that can really drill down on, on those. But for now, I will use Google. And then it says find the right people on LinkedIn, and this gives you three options. Either you can copy the URL for later use, you can open in Google, or you can save it in like a database. So what this will do is it will give you a snapshot of all of those people listed in order of priority, but you're not actually on LinkedIn, so they're not seeing that you're connecting, you're just doing a bit of research. Um, so for example, senior WordPress developer, you can go in, you can see here, the company for et cetera, um, the company and the details. You can then right-mouse click, open a new incognito window, and you get as much information as possible just while you're doing a bit of a kind of background research. Um, I've never come up, no one else has ever mentioned it, but I use it quite heavily.
0: Yes, recruiters do have uh, their own uh, gifts. I haven't used this one. I I do use lead generation tools, which are very similar to this, by the way. Okay. Uh, And they give you some free options. You can search for a number of people for free, and Mm. then you have to pay a monthly fee to use their services. Mm. And uh, they can be quite good, but they're not 100%, uh, because, as you know, it really does depend what is the data input. Uh, if the information is not uh, initially uh, pushed onto LinkedIn correctly, then it will reflect uh, the result. But mm-hmm. yeah, but these are quite useful to use once you have a very clear target audience. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, for
1: headhunting, like what we were doing in the past, if it's very, very specific. I guess. Mm. I guess that comes later on once you really know you know your niche, you know what you're
0: looking for. It is campaign related. It, it's a, a further stage that is campaign when you do a proper LinkedIn marketing campaign mm-hmm. um, and you can because it's always good to compare the databases also from LinkedIn to off LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know even I was giving an example to someone the other day for a local councils for example can give you a, if you're in property they give you a list of um landlords who do hmos uh houses of multiple occupation so you can take this offline list and then look for them online so it's about being clever in your marketing and combining forces but i love i i, I will be playing around with still in the weekend still thank you for that
1: no worries <laughs> and final question from sat he said uh what about Sales Navigator? Like, is it worth paying for these LinkedIn tools?
0: Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, the business premium, I would say probably not, uh, because they, have keep, they keep stripping it for any useful things. It's useful for, for, for two areas. First of all, you can see everyone who has looked at your profile going back a good few 90 days and beyond. So that is quite useful. And there is no limit in the premium version, which is around the £45 per month. There's no limit in the search results. So when Theo showed earlier the advanced search with the free um, membership um, that most of us have, you get 100 results that you can actually see. When you approach 100, you get a notification or you are approaching your commercial limit. So uh, the business side removes that. But for these two features primarily and some emails, then I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Sales Navigator is a powerful tool. Uh, it's an investment, it's 70, 75 plus pounds per month. Uh, most people I know, they have it and then don't use it properly. You need training on it. Somebody needs to set it up. It's like a mini CRM, tagging uh, people. They, they, they have advanced filters. Uh, and it works better if your target audience is slightly bigger companies. Because you can see this many people under this department. Uh, you can see the size of the company, the number of employees. So it gives you some more in-depth Uh, analytics only useful if you are actually interested in talking to companies like that
1: perfect you've been amazing thank you so much for joining today it's a
0: pleasure thank you thank you all for being here and for staying I know I appreciate we went a little bit over but thank you for being here it's been a pleasure
1: so what's the way best way to get in touch with you obviously you do LinkedIn training mentoring Uh, What what would be the first point of call for someone if they're going to maybe work with you or reach out
0: to the As the banner says, uh, the clarity call, uh, this is a complimentary uh, 15-20 minute session, uh, one burning question on LinkedIn and i give the answer and that normally uh, reveals what is the the correct uh, course of action because everyone is at different stages and everyone is using linkedin differently so some people have the profile sorted and they need content strategy or um some people do actually need to start with the foundations so yes, connect on LinkedIn, stay in touch, and uh, I may uh, join some of the future sessions there. So I
2: may get a chance to see you guys on.
1: Perfect. Um, anything else before we close, guys?
2: There was just one question that I had um, for Celia, which is just which was just about. i put my hand, but um, you're not. Maybe you're not using that functionality, um, and that was when people um view your profile. You can see that they have viewed your profile. And I'm always tempted to go to to kind of ask the question or send them an, an invite. I mean what's the what's the kind of the etiquette you know, etiquette around that?
0: That's a great question, Cassandra, actually. It's uh, it can be a little bit creepy, you know, how we handle that one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, So I have seen various uh, ways people address it. You say, oh, I noticed you, you've seen my profile. What's the reason? It's like, oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) I accidentally bumped into it. I don't think I have to apologize or justify everything. Um, I I would uh, look at their profile and see whether there is commonality. Mm -hmm. If if you think there is, then you may want to invite them uh, to connect with you. And I don't necessarily mention that, not in the invitation. I find, I mean, they know I've seen them. I know I've seen them. I don't do I have to state it I, I'm not quite sure it facilitates the conversation I suppose that's what it is I may I may bring it up a bit later and say oh by the way I noticed you you had a quick uh, snoop around in my profile I did the same you know um, I, and I spotted that we have lots of common connections or you go to this event so it, it look for icebreakers I will use it in a nice, soft way. Um, But it's a great
2: question, Cassandra. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do that.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The quick question, uh, Celia, is that um, instead of connecting, do you just follow them instead to see what they actually put down on their posts?:
0: You could do that. Uh, Albert, I know you are very selective with your network, so that would be a good strategy for you, absolutely, before actually connecting with someone. Uh, so uh, Albert, for example, uh, generally tends to connect with people he has met. Uh, so the, he keeps his uh, network quite clean, quite tight, very focused and targeted. So if you have this connecting strategy, following people, it's a great way of, of uh, going about it. On the other hand, if they are not publishing, if they're not uh, putting content on LinkedIn, if they're not posting, you yeah. won't see anything. So, uh, Is that, that
1: from the poster you, you've started to follow? Uh,
0: sorry, what do you mean?
1: Um, what you meant what you just said just then is that if you instead of connecting to the person you just follow them to see what they post Um, it's only when they post something that you'll actually see something on the thread is
0: that right correct correct but you're not going to you're not going to receive a notification uh, so it's effectively like any other post anybody is posting it's a little bit hit and miss isn't it you you scroll down and i may cut your post or i may not
1: Oh, so you don't get a notification that somebody's actually posted something?
0: No, i oh, right. I thought they did. Unless they publish an article, right? So post is on link, uh, on the newsfeed. It's ephemeral. Yeah. Uh, publishing stays with you on the on the uh, on, on your profile when right. people publish, but people don't anymore. Not really.
1: Right. I I did not know that. So right. Okay, that's good to know.
0: Good. Thank you, Albert.
1: And if I'm trying to grow this, um, the weekly Power Hour, obviously the <laughs> guides. So if any of you like it, if you can share maybe a takeaway on LinkedIn, <laughs> and Facebook, and tag me, it just really helps. If I get we get more people joining, then we'll be able to spend more time like getting speakers in, creating content. So whatever you use, if you can just uh, reference this, it'd be really helpful.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, today's
0: session was really good. Thank you, Celia. Uh, it's a pleasure, Cassandra. It's lovely seeing you.
2: Yeah, you too. And obviously you put me on LinkedIn and made me use it in, in the way that I really needed to. Cause actually before um, I met Celia, I was really hesitant about LinkedIn and uh, she, she kind of helped me build my profile and showed me all, of the, all of those key areas, before, you know, and made sure that I was, made me feel more comfortable and more confident about what I was doing on there. I mean, I've, I've, sort of tailed off since lockdown Uh, but that's just for different reasons I think it's you know just lockdown Um, but now I want to start putting it back out there again and it is I always feel like I need to almost be an be expert in the site and navigating because they're changing all the time their algorithms change the functionality changes all the time every time i go on linkedin i feel like there is something new <laughs> they're, they're, they're just constantly changing it so i I'm always feel like i'm a little bit behind if i don't go on it for something like two weeks their That's their true. functionality changes really quickly
0: that's true. And I, I always remember our initial conversation, Cassandra, I'm not going to mention it here, but yes, a lot of it is about um, not everyone, including me, actually, believe it or not, is that terribly comfortable being out there uh, in, in the public eye, if we call it that, uh, on social media. And uh, sometimes there is some internal work that we have to do to prep ourselves uh, to and you know, obviously in the last ten years, I've made huge. But normally, uh, if you let me in my own devices, I would be uh, the quiet person at the back, and not necessarily at the front. Uh, so it's it's a journey, isn't it? Finding yeah, out how absolutely. how to do that and building your confidence. And I think we did a great job with you. That's that. yeah. yeah, I'm very you. proud. Very thank proud. You. <laughs> uh, and, and you're quite right. They do make a lot of changes. And actually, interestingly enough, with LinkedIn. So you probably noticed this they go through stages i don't know what on earth is happening with them and sometimes they hire a team and they say right we're going to attack now uh, the interface left right and center they are going through a stage like that they've been traveling crazy honestly you 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 have a live session and you think okay they moved that overnight <laughs> yeah but look don't don't let these little things stop you it's not really about that you can find the answer eventually think about more creatively about marketing positioning and all of
2: that okay amazing thank
1: you so you yeah, next friday nipa going to be talking about associates and if any of you have got a topic you'd want covered or if maybe you want to speak just let us know
0: and it's a great group you've put together here, Theo, by the way. I mean, I am huge congratulations and I have great admiration for everyone who, through lockdown, has been doing a lot of these sessions, supporting their local community. So thank you very much and very well done.
1: Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. Lovely seeing you all. Bye. Happy Friday. We'll see you next Bye. week. Have
2: Bye. a lovely Bye. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.